0: Hi, everyone. This is The Slided Podcast, and I'm your host, Chelsea Nicole. Today, I will be talking with Maddie Gilbert, which is so exciting, so awesome. Maddie's so nice. He also has the best stories ever. Today, we... Today's just part one, by the way. Uh, We were doing just stories today, and really just conversation, So we come up with this idea called Story Toppers, which uh, we talk about in the interview, so I'm not going to get into it. But this first podcast is more just conversation and some stories, and then there's going to be a part two next week where we're going to have each tell five really interesting stories and then sort of compete to see who has the most interesting, crazy, fun stories. So let's go ahead and jump right on in. Okay, so I wanted to start off by talking about how we came up with this idea to do story toppers cuz you kind of came up with it i don't know how do what do you remember i know we were sitting we were at we were, we were
1: it, at the tricks so convention
0: I, I i met you yeah i met you at the tricks convention we went to dinner and we were eating sushi and I think we just first of all started swapping traveling stories. Yeah, yeah. I right? I was
1: telling you about my blog. I remember I was telling you about my blog and how I got in trouble yeah. because a lot of my stories were really, really crazy. And then Which
0: is what I Yeah, and here. then
1: we you you start <laughs> going back and we started going back and forth and then you said that you wanted to do something like this online. Um with magicians or I don't know exactly what I don't even know what I'm on, to be honest. I don't know what the show is. Yeah. I haven't heard an episode yet.
0: Okay. So we, so here's what we do. Once a month, we release an in-depth interview with a magician and that's focused more on their life story. And then the other three weeks we, it's usually topical kind of like whatever we want to do. So the past three weeks, so the first interview was with Kostya Kimlet, and, and then the other three weeks we just did topical. so we talked about how to handle hecklers was the, uh, the second one. The third one was character de- development, You're, and it was with mm-hmm. Eric and Sebastian, and then the last one we talked about oh, the David Blaine cool. special. So then on February 1st, we'll be releasing um, an in-depth interview with Ryan yep. Schlutz, and then I wanted to do a couple with you and start a whole new segment called Story Toppers, where we are just gonna swap our crazy stories. But we got to start out. You can't. You got to ease your way in. You can't come out the gate with like your best okay. story. Yeah. Because it's just gotta. It's we gotta got we be gotta like escalate it. We gotta
1: escalate like it naturally. Like,
0: yeah, it's gotta. And then it is a bit of a competition. Like people get to vote, and I'm doing gonna do my best okay. to beat you. Okay. Okay. Just so you know, this. I've got some good stories. Here's, I, I liked, this is the idea is that I was thinking of how, you know, when you're like with a group of people and there's always that one person that's like, oh, you think that's crazy? And then they just always have to have that story that tops yours. And it's like annoying, but I think it'd be fun to do it where this is like intentional. Like we're You know, but it's funny. Like
1: like, like, I'm so not like that. Like I don't try to top other people's stories, but it's just like, mm -hmm. I just have things that happen to me. And they're so weird and they happen so frequently that I just get sort of used to it. But then I know they're weird. And when I tell other people about it, they're like, this is insane. and and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's how I started. And that's how I started my blog. And then, um, like, the stories were, you know, pushing it too far a little. And then I, uh, I sort of toned it back. I haven't written anything in a few months. But
0: oh, I want to get back
1: it. into it. Maybe make it like a private thing.
0: Oh, here we go. Sorry, I missed a couple of things that you just said because I hit a button. and okay. I went out for a second, but what, what was the uh, last? No, I, you just I
1: was said? saying how. Um, yeah, that's how I came up with my blog because I wanted to record these stories and and share it mm-hmm. with people. And um, and then and then I some of the stories were so crazy that people were getting offended. You know, because I I perform for a lot of people and I go around. The world and stuff and do stuff in the public so I said I have to you know keep my image a certain level but you know it's still crazy stuff that happens to me and I'm not afraid to tell people stories even though they're like inappropriate or yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. I mean I, you know, I have a yeah. line but you know it's probably a lot farther than most people's line.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. Wait before we get started I wanted to ask why. Like, as I've been interviewing magicians and just talking to more and more magicians, I do notice that there tends to be this unspoken rule that things have to be maybe professional or, I don't know, I just feel like, okay, so I never hear a magician cuss or like, you can't be inappropriate. On on your
1: program or just in the show or just in general and what they do?
0: Just like general. It just seems Um, like there's an unspoken rule with magicians in general. look,
1: here's the thing. Like, you're not just an individual, you're sort of like a product, and, like, you mm-hmm. have to be aware that, like, you, you're you selling yourself to clients and to people, like, you're working in this stuff, and, mm-hmm. you know, people judge you by how you act and how you look, so you have to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, maintain a certain standard of, you know, behavior. <laughs> you,
0: yeah, okay, that makes sense. I just like asking that question because I always find it really interesting of what people say about that. So, anyways, okay, back to the plan for today. Um, do you want to, for the stories, do you want it to be topical? Uh, like, tr- we talked a lot about traveling stories. You just want I don't know. Any. Let's
1: just talk. I mean, what are, what are, okay. let's see, what am I doing right now? I just, got back to new york i was in canada for a short trip mm-hmm. um not very eventful i just went to go see some friends and stuff uh i went to hooters for the first time i was very disappointed oh, really? by the food very disappointed i thought that it was <laughs> gonna be very good then like everything was so overpriced and it wasn't even good but you know
0: what can you do? Yeah, I what can't. can you do?
1: Anyways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So do you wanna go first with the first story? You
1: go first you go and first? then I'll you know.
0: Okay. So this might I feel like I might be jumping to like a big story, but I it's just the first thing that popped in my head. So I um, spent a month traveling around okay. Europe. And I actually came up with the idea because I, when I was going to Florida State, I started working in the study abroad offices, and I would help students plan out their trip to wherever in Europe for a semester abroad. And I would look at the prices, and I was like, "This is literally crazy! Like you, they would be paying thousands and thousands of dollars, and that didn't even in- include the plane ticket that they'd have to pay for." So, as well what, as like what were meals they
1: paying for? Stuff.
0: Like, the the place to live and, like, the professor and classes, but it, but it was so, just outrageous. So it was, like, it was a like thing where you
1: pay and then you live and you just study all day with your teacher or whatever?
0: Yeah, and, you, I mean, you can go on trips on the weekend, things like that. But, like, so there was one location in London so students could stay a whole semester in London and do school as well as travel and whatever else they wanted to do. And the amount they were paying, I was like, that's crazy. So I left that job. And then the very next semester, I just signed up for all online courses, bought a plane ticket to Europe and spent a month living in hostels and with some of the friends I knew in Europe and just like hopped around for an entire month, all like on my own. And I spent easily like one third, if not less than what everyone else spends when they go to Europe. And I did it completely on my own and just took all my courses. So the most bizarre experience, I think, was I had a friend in Berlin. I was staying with her, and we walked into a McDonald's and there was a guy wearing a Georgia Bulldogs cap. But he was talking German fluently with his friends. It was like three people. And I just remember thinking, like, that's odd, because I I had not seen any like american like football uh or or just sports paraphernalia so i was like maybe he's american even though he's speaking german perfectly so i walked up and i'm like do you speak english he was like yeah and he just like we walked somewhere sat down started talking and here's where it gets really weird we met randomly in berlin at a mcdonald's he was going to florida state he had the same major as me. He hold, hold. also used to work.
1: Was he telling study? you all this information right after you were telling him where you lived, where you went to school, where you?
0: <laughs> su- no, no, no. It was like we sat down, we just started talking, and I'm like, I thought you were American. He's like, I am. He's like, yeah. I, I, uh, I decided to start traveling. I, I go to Florida State University, and I was like, wait, what? Me too. And then he was like, oh yeah, like. I used to have a job at the study abroad offices, and I saw the pricing, and was like, I can do this on my own. And I was like, wait, me too? Are you kidding me right now? And then we just, like, started swapping stories. Like, he knew all the people I had just been working with. What's funny is when he left, he left a semester before me. I had taken his job. So he was like, did this person hire you? And I'm like, yes. And then we just were talking about professors, all these things. And he had been traveling longer than me, though. He said he started traveling, and he just didn't stop, like... He just finished everything online, learned German, and now he continues to live outside of the United States. He's somewhere in, like, South America because we're, like, friends on Facebook. But I was just like, how am I meeting this person that, can't like, never would have guessed. Like, he's wearing a Georgia blue You Bulldog know, hat, so it's I the
1: weirdest no thing. The world is so big, and um, I often wonder how many times are we just walking around, like, at a shopping mall or a street and... A best friend from our childhood is just, like, right around the corner. But then you never see each other. I'm I'm always thinking about that stuff. You know who probably does know? Google. (laughs) No, just because um, their technology is so amazing these days. Like, if you use Google Maps or any of the services, the way that they check where you are on Google Maps, you used to have to go online. But now, the way they check it, which to me is amazing, is through Wi-Fi. So as you're walking through the streets, it shows you what Wi-Fi hubs are available in the area. But because I have a Google phone, um, it like yeah. it tells Google, okay, he's trying to connect with this Wi-Fi, and this Wi-Fi is this strength. So it means that he's here. It like does some, it does some yeah. sort of like mathematical formula to pin where you are at all times. I'm just like that's so cool. It must have information on everybody. At all the time, so it's like... Yeah. I think we... It, it, it really is amazing. No, your story is amazing. I'm not trying to to uh, downplay it, but it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. I really wonder how often this stuff is going on around us and we don't realize. Like, how many times do you think of somebody, like, I don't, and, and then they call you or they email you, like, the next day or the same day? It's like, the weirdest yeah. thing... Um, but yeah, th- that is a crazy story. Um, and I've run into magicians here in New York, just walking on the street, walking my dog. It's like a huge world, huge city. I've run into so many magicians. So many magicians, like who don't even live here, who are just, you know, I'm just at the park reading a book or walking my dog. Like, I have a magician yeah. jump on me yeah. from behind. <laughs> like, you know, you're in the park, you you think somebody is, like, you know, you're being attacked by a crazy person, but no, yeah, it's a magician who, <laughs> like, you haven't seen yeah. in years or whatever.
0: Well, the one time I went to New York City, I ended up, I think, seeing three friends? Two of them that happened to be visiting there, one that I didn't know was living there, living there, and it's all through social media, because of posting a photo of, like, I'm here, and then someone being like, wait, I'm pretty close to there, too, because I was just touring this part, you know, of New York, so. What did you think of
1: Berlin when you were, how long were you there, a few days, or?
0: Berlin was the longest I was in one place, I think I was there for, like, a week and and a half, almost two weeks, it was amazing, it was my favorite city. I was there, I was there
1: this summer, I don't remember how long I was there, maybe about, a week and a half two weeks i i honestly don't remember uh mm-hmm. I, w- I went for car street Con and then i spent a few i spent a few days before and a few days after and um uh it, it was just so crazy to me like just the way the city is <laughs> organizing everything yeah you ever get to a beer garden
0: no i didn't it. that's <laughs> too no, bad i didn't i know at the time, I wasn't really drinking much ever. I definitely didn't... And if I did, it was, like, really cheap beer, yeah. so I didn't know. I'm not, not,
1: a, not, I'm not, not, I'm educated, not educated in, in that kind of stuff either. I just found it, like, amazing. Like, one of the places we went to, yeah. which... Oh, I actually have video of it. I think I have video on my GoPro. So,
0: uh-huh.
1: do I? Maybe it's on my computer. I don't, <laughs> where is that video? Anyways... Uh, <laughs> We went to a beer garden, and it was, like, super nice and stuff outside, like, classic German beer garden with the lights and everything, and and uh, yeah. and, and then on the inside, it was, like, a disco, like, a real disco. Like, there was a disco ball and okay. like, people were dancing, but it was all old people dancing, and, like, the style of music was <laughs> – it wasn't, like, disco music. It was – it was, like, some weird German – I don't know where I was – I can look it up, but it was so weird. So weird. It was like old people dancing to like German disco music. I don't know. Very weird.
0: Yeah. What's been your favorite place you've traveled um, to?
1: I don't know. You know, I've been to a lot of places. One of the places that I, I, I was really pleasantly surprised uh, by was Israel. I was in Israel this year. I, I, not this year. Uh, last year. I forget I forgot that it's a new year. Um I, I was just struck at how beautiful it was. Um I just I, I don't know. It was just a really beautiful country. Like mm-hmm. we were just driving around and um the place that I was performing was on the northern border. I think it's connected to Syria and um uh Lebanon. I'm not too sure mm-hmm. what else. Is connected to I, – I think it's connected to another country. I'm not too sure. But w- w- I was in Jolene and um, yeah, just so beautiful. And uh, it, and it's really weird to, to be there too because you talk to people and everybody has been affected by like, you know, violence in that country. And they were telling us like, oh, yeah, sometimes, you know. You, you, like you see the mountain ranges and stuff and they're like, yeah, sometimes we see some missiles mm-hmm. and stuff flying and <laughs> like we hear the explosions because they're like on the border with Syria with everything that's going on there. And it's right. like so weird. They're just like, yeah, you know, sometimes we go to the border and there's some people trying to escape and we give them some, you know, health supplies and some food and stuff. And it's like, it's so weird. so weird. Like that I could never crazy. imagine it like yeah. where I live because we're not you know, we don't have borders with anybody at war. I mean, I don't think there's been a war right. on uh, the American – or just in North America in general in a long time. I mean, you guys had Pearl Harbor and nine eleven and attacks like that. But this country has never seen war, yeah. you know, on its soil in a long time. So it's really weird. It's really weird. Very different.
0: Wait, are you –
1: I'm from, from Toronto, I'm Canadian. Are you...
0: That's right, you're Canadian. I was like, I can't remember. Yeah,
1: but yeah. now I live in New That's York. Right. Um, I just gotcha. I just got into New York like last week. Well, I, I've been sort of living here for a while, but before I was a tourist. Now I have a work visa and stuff, so I can actually perform and do stuff legally without, you know, getting, yeah. getting in trouble.
0: Have you had weird experiences through going through security? Cuz I have oh my a story God. from Yeah. Going through. There's so many, right? Listen, okay. So, this is this is probably my craziest experience with going through security to go to fly somewhere. And I was with a friend who she just doesn't she just says whatever she's thinking. She doesn't have a filter. And it was like two people in front of us were going through the whole like we have to x like you have to put your bags through that X-ray machine. And this guy gets called called over and said like, "Hey, we need to um, we need to check your bag." Is wait, is your microphone? Yes, it ringing?
1: is. No, yeah, I'm listening. Okay, cool.
0: Gotcha. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Um, so they call this guy over. They're like we're we have to we have to search your bag. So we're watching this all happen. <coughs> And, um, they pull a saw out of his bag. Like, one of those hand saws. And they're like, sir, you have a saw in your bag. He's like, I don't know how that got there. Like, I don't, I don't know why there's a saw in my bag. Maybe it came with the bag. And, like, my friend's like, are you kidding me? This guy's a terrorist. Like, get, like, she's just being loud. And I'm like, stop it. Shh. Just stop. But I'm like, who says that? Like, he was like... Yeah, buy this bag and we'll no, throw in a handsaw. That's like really it was shady. so. Yeah. This yeah.
1: this was so at was the like,
0: airport. Okay, this is. This was at the airport in Jacksonville, and I don't know if you've through here. Probably not. It's really it's Jacksonville airport is okay. tiny. It so it's just a weird thing because usually you just yeah. walk right through.
1: Yeah. Wow, and a ever saw. Happens.
0: It's boring. It's a. Yeah, and someone had a handsaw. Um.
1: In their, let's see. In their bag. Uh, I I sometimes have traveled with weapons. Um. Uh, Let's see. Like I have throwing knives, okay, and oh, nice. uh, it's something that I'm practicing, you know, for show. And uh, usually I don't fly with them, but I I took them to Germany with me when I was going to Berlin, and um, you're you're allowed to put it in your bag, but you need a case, and I didn't have a okay. case, so I just put it in my bag and like it was I was so late to the airport I thought that I wouldn't make it and uh, anyways I tell the girl like you know I have I have knives in my bag and she's like why? <laughs> and I like I didn't explain <laughs> and stuff and then she just put it in the checked bag and I got on my flight and I thought like what if I land and my bag's not there like because they're gonna scan it and there's knives and everything <laughs> but there was nothing they scanned it and either they didn't see the knives or it didn't bother them because it was in my check bag, but it was so weird because it's like, look, yeah. you landed in another country. You're not allowed to really carry knives of that size. And, and I had, I had more than throwing knives. I had some other knives too. Cause I figured like, if I'm going to bring some throwing knives, I might as well. I have some friends who are like knife collectors and stuff like that. So I was bringing some friends some knives and, uh, But yeah, they didn't do anything. I thought they would just take it away. It's so weird. You land in another country, everybody else is like unarmed and stuff, and you have a bag with like filled with knives. knives (laughs) And you're like walking in a foreign country. And when I was in Berlin, I remember, so I had some of the knives in my bag, and we were going. uh, There's like uh, this big gate. I think it's called Brandenburg Gate. I forget where it is in the city. Mm-hmm. But we were going by there, and um, they were having a concert or something. So the, the police were there to do security. Like, you couldn't come into the area without the police checking your bag because, you know, the terrorism thing. Right. And I'm like, guys, I can't go this way. And they're like, why? And, like, I didn't want to tell them, like I, I, like, I can't be searched. Like, I didn't want to show – like, if you go to a regular person and – You tell them, yeah, I have a few knives in my bag. They're going to think you're a nut job or like there's something like you're dangerous. (laughs) Um, So I didn't tell them. And anyways, we just sort of went around that police checkpoint because it's like I I couldn't go through. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I'm in a foreign country. I'm carrying a knife. If I get stopped by the police, I don't know what's going to happen to me. (laughs) So,
0: yeah, well, I wonder, Okay. did you? Growing up, did people ever carry pocket um, knives on them? Or no? Because uh, I think that's a Southern not thing. Not
1: pocket knives, do. but, you know, people carry knives. It really depends on where you're from. Like, yes, I mean, people carry knives.
0: But but it wasn't necessarily a common thing, oh, I'm assuming, right? It
1: depends. Like, So, look, in a city like New York where I live... Um in the area that I live in now, like, nobody has a knife. I'm probably the only person in, you know, uh, maybe there's, you know, two other people like me in a 30-block radius, <laughs> you know, in a big city like this. Right. Uh, but, you know, it depends on what area you're in. If you're, like, I don't know, people have knives depending on, <laughs> you know.
0: Right. I See, I grew up where, like, we kind of... and I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just my fan... Well, no. A lot of the guys that I knew always had a pocket knife on them. Like, it was just... And I think it's kind of a Southern thing. Because it's not like they're thinking about getting into a fight. It's more yeah, like a tool. A yeah, yeah. tool. Like, they no, just have a um, pocket that's knife how,
1: on that's them. That's how I see it nowadays. But, yeah. I mean, I'm saying... Usually people in this city don't carry knives. Like... It's very rare, even for right. a pocket knife, like using as a tool. In some areas, you have people who carry it as like an actual weapon and stuff. But um, anyways, you don't see much of that in the city,
0: right? So, so i I went to New Zealand and I brought a pocket knife with me, and I didn't really think anything of it. And and I mean, I got through security; it was no, nothing happened there. But I didn't. Because it's, we're pretty liberal about weapons yeah. in America. So, I did not know that it was not legal. It It's not legal in New Zealand to carry a pocket knife on you. Because it's just considered a weapon. And I just always, like, I just kind of grew up carrying one on me. And so, we were touring. We went to go tour Parliament. And I, I never, like, I yeah. never was thinking about it. Uh... We go, we go up, we have to go through, like, security, and they just ask before you walk through the metal detector, like, do you have any weapons on you? And I went, oh, yeah, actually I do. And I just pull out my pocket knife, and the guy's like, I mean, and I have an American accent, so he's like, why do you have a pocket knife on you? And I'm like, I don't know, I just always carry it. He's like, that's so legal in New Zealand, to carry a pocket knife. I was like, oh, my bad. He's like, alright, I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna put it over here and store it, like, store it Uh you can tour come back get it but then leave it in your like check your checked bag yeah wherever you're staying from there on and i was like
1: yeah we don't we don't want any accidents while you're here
0: (laughs) yeah i was like that's so weird to me that it's like illegal um just it's such a different just a you know different culture and
1: yeah it's, it's very weird i mean i don't i don't I think people should be able to carry knives and stuff. I mean, if somebody has, like, malicious intent, they're going to, you know, do whatever they're doing with whatever they can get their hands on. But, you know, Mm -hmm. somebody carrying a pocket knife, I mean, I don't know. Unfortunately, it's, like, out of fashion now. One of of my favorite things is actually the pen knives routine. Like, you know the magic routine with the pen knives? So I don't know
0: that.
1: It, so no. they're, just... they're just a tool in magic where you you can show two pen knives or – there's many variations. And they're different colors. And, you know, you can make them do transposition or color change or – it's called the okay. color changing knives. And, um, and okay. yeah, you can make them change any color. There's lots of different routines. Um, but it's like it's such a cool thing and – there was a great magician. Oh, who was it that used it for this? But there was a there was a magician who would use it, you know, uh, during his lectures and stuff to cut up apples and like you know open his deck of cards yeah. and just like use it casually and like everybody would see it. It was on the table and they would know that there's nothing special about it and then he would do like you know amazing stuff with it. Um, yeah. It, unfortunately you know it's out of fashion so if you pull out i i would love to do stuff with uh, color changing knives but like i need a i need to just start using pen knives in my regular life like people used to carry it to <laughs> open letters and stuff like you just carry your letters right. like it was an old style like an old-fashioned thing everybody in their pocket would just have all their letters in correspondence and then when they would travel they would like write letters back and forth and then keep the letters as souvenirs and like whatever it's just yeah. a i don't know now nobody does that like if you ask somebody what do you have in your pockets they'll have like a phone and a credit card and like their keys
0: you yeah. <laughs> don't have letters <laughs>
1: and like knives and pens and stuff <laughs>
0: No more interesting yeah.
1: things. <laughs> Unfortunately, like a lot of magic, yeah. If you read some of the old magic books, uh, they'll be like, "Oh yes, borrow ladies, you know, silk or borrow a man's handkerchief," and uh, or you know, borrow borrow a man's top hat. <laughs> it's like you know, people don't wear that stuff anymore. Uh, and I find a lot of the. Methods and stuff are still valid, but people aren't updating it. They're just like they're doing old stuff, but not you know, bringing it in today's age. Like handkerchiefs for me are, you know, a very good example. You, if you're doing a show and you say, "Oh, excuse me, is there a gentleman in the audience with a handkerchief?" and there's you know two hundred people in the theater. You will be extremely lucky if there's a single person with a handkerchief. (laughs) It's just like, it's just something that does not come up these days. But, uh... Definitely. Yeah. So. Okay, sorry. Sorry, you need to keep me on topic (laughs) because, um... what, What were we talking about? Airports? You wanted, we
0: did. You wanted a, we did talk
1: you about wanted a crazy story. Um, I've had a couple crazy stories. <laughs> Once, I literally just walked straight through security. Um, I usually don't like waiting for the lines and stuff because really, it's stupid. They have a bunch of lines, and then they have like you know special lines if you're you know this member like they have different membership levels, and I don't follow any of that. I always just walk to. Whatever's empty and like I don't care if I remember who I have. I don't care who the line is for. Like I just go where there's less people. Like you know. And so, so I was doing that one day, and then one of the persons, it was like a TSA person, and they asked me, you know, oh, are you, you know, are you supposed to be here in this line? I said, you know, yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's Mm -hmm. fine. I just kept walking, and then. I keep walking to the actual security checkpoint, but it's, like, close to the guy mm-hmm. who, who I just passed by, and I, I'm going to the security checkpoint. They're about to make me, like, you know, scan my bag and do all the things, make me go through the metal detector, mm-hmm. and then um, the guy who I just passed by, who I told him it's fine... He looks – he calls the guy ahead and he tells him, yeah, don't worry about him. Just let him through. He's fine. And the guys just open up the security thing and just let me walk through. No metal detector. No scanning. No – my bag never came off. Like, there was no check for me whatsoever. I just walked straight into the secure area of the airport. And, like, I didn't say anything. But I'm like, this is not (laughs) – this is not legal. (laughs) Like, I don't feel safe. (laughs) Like, if you're letting me in like this, I, who else are you letting in? You know? Like, but yeah, they just...
0: Confidence. You just played the confidence Yeah, they just
1: let right me there. through, but I was just... I was so taken aback, because I'm used to just saying, like, you know, I don't know. I don't like waiting in line, so I just walk, and, like, if somebody says something, I'll just say, like, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. I need to talk to this person or whatever. Like, I, I'm not trying to scam them or anything. Like, I'll wait if I have to, but... You know, a lot of these places just, like, create these stupid rules with lines just to make people wait. And then they have another line that's, like, empty, but it's only for, like, a special type of customer. And, like, I'm sorry. You know, I've if, if a business is not going to respect their customers and, like, have a special thing when it's empty and just have an employee, you know, sitting there not doing anything, I'm, I'm going to go to that line. You know, if people want to wait. You know, while there's employees not doing that's, anything,
0: It's so I, funny. I just no, because that's you're pulling, you're pulling like a the little the confidence man. Like it's a type of con. Like slightly, yeah, yeah. So like it's mind. sort of it's a con, whole, but it's, it's like, not really. Just be really it's like, confident.
1: Like, I'm just. Yeah. I don't like to wait. I, I I don't know. I find it. Have you ever been to somewhere like that where they have? Several queues, and then you have some employees just standing mm-hmm. there. They're not talking to anybody. They're not doing anything. They're just standing there. But you're not supposed to talk to them because they're separate lines. And it's like, I'm right. sorry, I I'm going to the front. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not. I'm carrying a heavy bag. I'm at the airport. I, 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 I'm not messing around here. I just want to get yeah. to.
0: I haven't done that with. In an airport. But I've definitely done that in other situations where I've just been like, I'm going to walk in there right now because they're not... If I walk through there confidently and say, like, I'm supposed to be here, it's going to work out. (laughs) So I've definitely done that. And if you're really confident and you act like you're supposed to be wherever you're at, people are like, cool, come right on in. Honestly...
1: You can I've walk into anywhere with just con- confidence. Honestly, you, you don't even really yeah, have I to lie. Yeah. You don't even really have to lie. If somebody asks right. you, like, so, I mean, I don't like to admit this, but I I have sometimes <laughs> snuck into hotels to use their pool, okay?
0: I've totally <coughs> done that. So. <laughs> A new one I did recently was eating their breakfast.
1: Nice. <laughs> well, it's like, Look. Um, let me try to think of a specific situation. I don't know. I go to a lot of hotels and stuff for conventions and different gigs and stuff like that. And sometimes you'll be put in like a hotel and their pool or their breakfast thing isn't working or they have really bad breakfast. But usually, depending on what city you're in, there's so many hotels right beside each other. Like if you're in a downtown place, Mm -hmm. like there's multiple hotels, like sometimes you'll have Three or four hotels on the same block, like in New York, that's how it is. Right. And um, but the the bigger the city is, the more um, the more critical they are. Like the more used, they're more used to being conned and stuff. Like, like if you're in a big city, right. the hotel people won't let like a, a random homeless person come in and like just hang out in the lobby. But if sure. you're in a, like in the middle of nowhere. Not in the middle of nowhere, but a place that's less populated. You can get away with anything. Like you can just walk in, get breakfast, go to the pool. Like, like nobody, nobody's yeah. expecting people. You know, to walk in off the street and do that. So you can just do it. Um, yeah. So yes, I've uh, I've done that, but uh, and I, I mean, I guess I guess I should be paying. It's a service that they they have to pay to maintain, but. I feel like the pool's open, you know, most people. That's another thing. If you go to hotels a lot, nobody ever uses a pool, okay? People go to the hot tub and stuff. Nobody ever uses the pool. I'm a big swimmer. I like to swim, like, three hours a day or something. So it's, like, everywhere I go, I'm always looking for a pool. And everywhere I go, like, there's nobody ever swimming. The pool is empty. Like, so... Yeah, It's even like that in my building where I live in in Toronto. Not here in New York, but in my building in Toronto, we have a pool downstairs and I go seven days a week and it's always empty. Always. Wow.
0: That's crazy. So you're not living in the right place because in Florida, that's a different story. But but I see what you're saying in other yeah. places for sure. But I, I mean, in Florida, that's, I don't know. Well, I like, you, look, cause... if you're...
1: Here's the here thing, though, if you're in a nice place, yeah. like what, what I mean by using the pool is like people aren't using the pool to work out in hotels and stuff. Like if you're in a nice place like it's Florida, then people are just like hanging out at the pool because it's like nice, honey, you know, you want to get a tan or whatever.
0: Right, exactly. Um,
1: do something right. like that.
0: <laughs> but yeah, but not to work out. That's very true. Yeah. Um... Uh, Oh, have you, when you travel to other countries, or even, actually I'm curious, you've done it in America, have you, have you, you know, in hostels ever? You know, I've
1: only stayed, let me see, I've stayed in a hostel once, um, I've stayed in a hostel once uh, for about three weeks, it was in mm-hmm. Europe, I forget exactly where it was, I'm trying to think. Anyways, I was there for three weeks and I remember when I booked it, uh, the lady at the desk called me and she's like, are you sure you want to stay here for three weeks? Like most people <laughs> stay like a night or two nights or three nights or like, you know, a few days. And I was like, for me, I, I, I was going to a place, I forget where it was and I didn't know anybody and I just needed a place to stay. It was super cheap. Yeah. Um, I forget how much it was. How much are hostels usually in Europe?
0: They're pretty inexpensive. I think it's let's say twenty five dollars.
1: It was maybe something like that. Maybe it was cheaper. I was in a room Are with I was in a room that had multiple bunk beds and each bunk bed had three levels. Okay,
0: so yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it was, three?
1: We had so many That's people crazy. in my room. Um and I
0: That'd be like probably under yeah you probably it was
1: crazy it was so crazy and i would never do it again because like you have (laughs) like you have no privacy and like i was young but everybody was young and like everybody was going out all night and drinking and like people were just vomiting in the hallway all night and like in the washroom and then um and then like uh, and then while i was there there was like i don't know what happened? But my room was literally taken over by Swedish girls. Like, literally, there was maybe 20 Swedish girls staying in my room. And I was the only guy. It was the weirdest thing ever. Like
0: Nice. Yeah. It
1: was, there's, like, a different culture thing. And they're, like, they're literally just walking around naked in the room. It was the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I was showing them card tricks. It was just so weird. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I would never... I would never stay in a hostel again. The mornings, the well, really? I don't know. In the in the options, you gotta you know, stay at the
0: right hostel. You know, had some amazing I,
1: I I I won't rule it out, but the morning probably because I had so many people in my room. I had like the cheapest option, and mm-hmm. so right, I I was staying with so many people, and because of that, like the mornings were a disaster. Uh, is just the washroom situation it was a disaster with like 20 people mm-hmm. you know everybody wants to shower everybody wants to you know go out in the morning or whatever uh-oh am i getting a call oh god hold on I, is it okay if i take this yeah yeah
0: yeah. no worries i can wait Alright, we're ending a little bit abruptly. However, we had hit 45 minutes of an interview, so we're going to have the rest next week. And next week, it's going to be five focused stories. Just anything that's interesting, crazy. You know, our five best stories throughout our life. So tune in next week for Story Toppers with Maddie Gilbert. That's our show, guys. And today, we were produced by Pinnacle Spades and music done by Keegan